0: Welcome everybody to Calvary Church Online. So glad that you would join us today for church. We're excited. We are continuing a series called Turn Off the Noise. If you want in the chats right now, put Turn Off the Noise. You can put a bunch of fire emojis, whatever, like the closest emoji. Just, you know, keep it clean. You know what I'm saying? This is Sunday. We're at church. And uh, we're so excited because it's part three. And I pray that the series has been blessing you. It's been encouraging you. It's been teaching you how to, in a society that's very loud, about things that don't pertain to what the Bible's a lot about, I would encourage you to make sure that we are leaning closer to Jesus than ever before and learning how to hear His voice, how He can speak to us, our prayer life can be uh, uh, more, more potent, more powerful. And so we're just blessed to have a series. If you haven't seen any of the episodes or any of the teachings, episodes, it's not a TV show, what is going on here? If you haven't seen any of the last teachings, why don't you go on our YouTube channel, they're all there. I want to encourage you to follow along in our series. But today, part three, and if you have your Bibles, I hope you do, uh, we're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, and if you're taking notes, the title of my message is Have You Tried Reading Your Bible? Have You Tried Reading Your Bible? And uh, really the heart of what I want to share today is that, again, as we're talking about in this series, that society, culture, the world is very loud about a lot of things, and we can all agree that our culture is it's very emotional right now. Our country is very emotional right now. And it's very easy to listen to so many voices calling our attention and calling our emotions to, to really, really get amped up. And my prayer is that today we really understand that the only voice that truly matters is God's voice. And the best way to hear His voice is through His Word. And so we're going to hear more about that. So if you can, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1-5. through 5. Let me get there. Awesome. And it says this, and this is uh, the Apostle Paul, if you don't know, uh, the Apostle Paul, he is one of the amazing men of God that God literally handpicked to lead his ministry. But his life wasn't always like that. He was solved Tarsus. He was a bad man, somebody who was hurting Christians, but he had an encounter with Jesus, changed his life, and now he's starting up churches, mentoring young pastors. And here he is talking to a man named Timothy, kind of his protege, and encouraging him in what to do during some crazy times happening in the church. So It says this, This is Paul speaking. It says in verse one, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming, this is huge, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. It kind of sounds like America today. And it says this in verse 4 they will reject the truth and chase after myths. Verse 5, and we'll finish with this. But you, Timothy, us believers, you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. And again, this is us hearing God tell us this is the work that we need and continue to do. It's not just Timothy, but it's us as believers. And God wants us to read his word so we can live it out in our daily lives. And so as we talk about turn off the noise, I pray that today you would understand that we need to turn off the noise of society, of the culture, of the world... And turn up the volume and turn up the noise of the Word of God. And so if you're watching, why don't you pray with me as we ask God to bless our time together. Lord Jesus, uh, we pray, God, as we speak about your Word, that those who maybe uh, haven't gotten the habit of, of reading your Word daily would would get a fire, would get a passion to open up the Bible and understand that it's not a book like any other book. It is a, b- a book that speaks to us, that talks back to us, that literally your voice is within these pages, Lord Jesus. And I pray that whoever's watching, they would fall in love with their Bible like they did when they first got saved. That we would turn the volume off of the world and listen to your word like never before, Lord Jesus. Even though there are things in this book that sometimes are hard to hear, I pray that, Lord Jesus, we would just soften our hearts to allow you to speak to us in whatever manner, whatever form, because everything that you want to share to us, Lord Jesus, is to help us to grow us and help us be more like your son, Jesus. So, Lord, we love you. And we thank you in your name. We pray. Amen. 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 And so I got to ask a question. Uh, Have you ever gotten so emotional uh, towards someone or something that you have said and done things that uh, you kind of regretted? They weren't very Christ like and that happens to me all the time. And uh, in life, here's the truth we're always going to find ourselves becoming very emotional people, especially if you're Hispanic. You are, We're like emotional 24-7. And that's, that's just a fact of life. And I looked at the definition of what an emotional person is, and maybe this can uh, define how you've been feeling lately during this time. And it says this, An emotional person is one easily affected with or stirred by emotion, one who displays emotion, one with a tendency to rely on or place too much value on emotion. And I think this is the, this is the part I really want to harp on. It says this, an emotional person is one whose conduct is ruled by emotion rather than reason. Is that we get so emotional that all reason and thinking goes out the window. And I'll give you an example of my own life. I get emotional when I get really competitive. Like, I'm a really competitive person, and I'm the type of competitive person that when I'm winning, I'm going to let you know about it. And when I'm losing... I'm going to let you know about it. Right. And it, whether it's playing pickup basketball or UNO, I'm going to be competitive. I want to win. And when I'm competitive, I get really, really emotional. Oh. Like, if we're playing basketball, if you score on me, like, I'm not just going to be quiet about it. I'm going to say something about it. And I'm going to get upset. And I'm going to get angry. And it's going to drive my play. Yeah. If we're playing UNO and, you know, people in the room have played, you know, we got Pastor Alex here. we got Rich. we got Roger K. We all play UNO. Uh-huh. And you know how it gets. It gets, right. it gets intense. Yeah. And I remember one time we were playing. And he, here's the thing about UNO. Like, like, there's no friends in UNO. Everybody is out to get you. And I remember one time, uh, my wife, it was her turn, and she put a draw four on me. Whoa. And right there, I was like, okay, get the divorce papers. That's it. We're done. This is not going to work. But, but it was that. It's like, yo, how, how could you betray me like that? And you get emotional. You get. And here's the thing. Whether it's something as, as simple as playing a game or just something happening at work or something happening in your family, when you get emotional, you don't think. You, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't talk how you're supposed to talk. You, you don't live how you're supposed to live. You don't live like Christ as, you, as you're called to live. And I believe this, that, that when emotions start to rise, reasons start to decline. And that when emotions lead you, wisdom leaves you. When emotions lead you, wisdom leaves you. And my fear is this, that our country is in a very emotional state right now. Elections are coming up. Racial tensions happening, uh, uh, this COVID, people are like, it's a conspiracy theory, is it real? Is it not? I mean, it's, it's all over the place. If you go on Facebook, Twitter, we, we talk about it all the time here because it's so true. We have so much time to look at our iPads, our phones, our laptops, our computers and say, man, the world is really falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. And we can let our emotions drive us to make a decision that will harm our future in Christ. Yeah. And what I fear is this, is I believe from what I've seen on the outside is that we have a lot of Christians that are letting their emotions be driven by what the world has to say in the voices of culture, and the voices of society, letting them drive them instead of what the voice of the Bible has to say about your life. And there's this tension of, okay, I'm emotional about this. And so when I go on to CNN or I go on to Fox News, I want my emotions to be justified. And so what we're looking for really is emotional susceptibility when we actually need wisdom consistently, which is found in the Bible. It's the Bible. The Bible is where we find wisdom and peace and joy. And I really believe we've forgotten what 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 says this. It's, All scripture, your Bible, is inspired by God, or it's God-breathed. Breathed. And it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong. It teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. The Bible. The Bible is what we need to teach us what is right and what is wrong. Not the news, not Twitter, not Instagram, but God's holy word. And the big problem I feel like is this, and when we're talking about turn off the noise, is that right now there's a lot of voices. There's a lot of noise right now. My, 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 My fear is the moment we silence God's word is the moment we stop doing his work. Is the moment we silent this book, the voice of God, if we turn it off, if we, if we keep his mouth shut, the moment we do that is the moment we stop feeling that passion to do his work. His, his calling over our life to build the church, to tell people about Jesus. The moment we turn this off and listen to the other voices in our life, we forget who God called us to be when he saved our souls. And here's the thing. If you get one thing from this message is this, is that the reason why the Bible is so important It's because it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And Jesus is everything that we need to be speaking about right now. If you turn off the Bible, if you close your Bible, you're going to forget how to talk like Jesus. If you turn off your Bible, if you don't read your Bible, you're going to forget how to act like Jesus, how to love like Jesus, how to speak, how to pray like Jesus, how to do things that Jesus did. And my fear is we forget about the power that Jesus has, and we're looking for answers in all the wrong places. And when the answer has always been, it will always be, Christ Jesus. The Jesus that saved me when I was 17, I was lost by myself. I didn't know where to go. Who saved my soul? The one that saved my mom from breast cancer. That's the Jesus that we need. Not something on the news, not something on Twitter, not something on Instagram. It's Jesus Christ. And my fear is that we've forgotten how the story of Jesus goes, his, how he speaks, how he helped people, how he did things, how he spoke to people, How he his mission, his purpose. Because we've forgotten the importance of our Bible. And we silenced the Bible. We silenced His voice from speaking into us, speaking passion from the Holy Spirit, convicting us to doing the right things. And so, my question is this when it comes to trauma in our lives or, or things in society that are happening that are really loud, the voice is really rising up when there's like crazy problems, with what's happening in society. My question is this are you prone to go to Instagram before you are prone to read your Bible and what it says about what you're dealing with and what's going on in the world. Like, here's the thing. Are we quick to Google the answer instead of searching for the answer in the Bible? Are we looking for peace and truth and emotional stability in Facebook or in our news station, like in a politician? Are we looking for all these things when in reality, we need to be looking in our Bible? why is it, why is it so hard to read our Bibles? Like, why is it so hard? I, I think there's like a couple excuses. That I think we all tell ourselves and even me, myself as a pastor, like I can fall into these categories and I think we can go from, I don't have time. It's boring. I can't understand it. It's not relevant to my life and I don't get anything out of it. And the truth is we all have 24 hours in the day. Right. We have time. This is the most life changing book of all time. We can make some time for it. I'm not talking about a, a little Devo. I'm not talking about like, like I'm talking about opening up, getting a pen and paper, having a little commentary and say, okay, what does the word of God have for me today? Cause here's the thing. We need to get deeper in the word and we have time to do it. It's boring. If you say the Bible is boring, you have not read it. This is the most craziest. This is the craziest book in the entire, like the, 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 the stories of the miracle healings, the battles, the, the things that Jesus did. It is anything but boring. I can't understand it. Okay. I'll give you this. The Bible when you first become a Christian or you first starting to really dig into it, it can be intimidating. But I'll tell you this, the hardest thing about reading your Bible is actually starting to open it up. And here's what we need to do. Ask the Holy Spirit to say, God, I'm going to open up your word. I don't know how to read it. I'm, it's kind of confusing. It's kind of confusing. But I'm going to pray that you would teach me and show and reveal things to me and make it easy for me to read. And I guarantee you, if you open up your heart to have that attitude, it's going to happen. I yes. promise oh, you yes. that. Yeah, it's not relevant to my life. Here's the thing. Jesus went through everything that we went through because he was human. Yeah. And so just Jesus' story is already enough to be relevant to us. Yeah. But then you have the Old Testament. Then you have the other scriptures of what Paul says of what people were going through in the churches. It's all relevant to us. Yeah. The Bible is and will always be the most relevant book ever. I don't get anything out of it. Here's the thing, you have to open up your heart and say, God, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to read this thing, even though it's confusing. I promise you, you will get something out of it. Yeah. And I believe this. And if I could put this message into one sentence, it's this is if we read our Bibles daily, then we can live it out consistently. Great. Great. If we read our Bible daily, then you're saying, Well, daily, Phil, hold on, hold on, relax there. Daily. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> daily. And here's the thing, I promise you, and this is what I love about this quarantine is that, that it's, it's really challenged my habits of my Bible reading time. For example, I would tell you, I don't know if I was a daily reader. I wasn't a once a week type of guy, but I, was, I wasn't reading it daily. And this quarantine has really helped me with my first 15 of saying, you know what? The first thing I'm going to do is going to read my Bible. And most of the time it goes over 15 minutes because I love and I want to get in God's word. And I have the time for it and I don't want to lose that habit. And so I'm proud of myself. You know, I'm going to pat myself on the back. But I have to keep on doing it because I know what it means when I don't read it. The day I do miss it. The, the week I miss it. The month I miss it. And I know what it means on my life. Joshua 1.8 says this. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Mm-hmm. See, Joshua, God was telling Joshua to, to keep the book of Moses in his that was that was their Bible, the Israelites' Bible at their time. And he's saying, You know, I want you to keep it. I want you to meditate, I want you to read it, because if you do that, you'll be prosperous and successful. And God's telling us now with our Bible saying, Hey, Read this day and night, not just once a week, day and night. And I promise you, you're not, your life's not going to be perfect, but you'll be successful yeah. and prosperous in the things that you do for the kingdom. If I was to give you an illustration of how important this is, is for example, when this whole COVID thing started to hit, literally me and my wife wanted to like... like okay, we need to build our body up to have a fortress of immune system. Like we're gonna buy everything we need to buy to make sure we do not get sick. And so literally we started up, like I, like I went on Google and I like started looking up everything of like, okay, what do I need to take? And it was like zinc pills, vitamin C. My wife started finding recipes for ginger shots, which are awful and, um, but they're really good and uh, for you, right? They don't taste that great, but they're good for you. And so we started looking all these things up. And so we started creating a routine. Every day I would have my zinc pills on my breakfast. I'd have my vitamin C and then I would have my ginger shot. Here's the thing. In order for those things to work and have effect on my body, I have to take them every day. And the day I miss it, my body will be weaker than it was when I did take them. Right, yeah. And the same thing is with us in our Bible wow. reading wow. life. Wow. It's like daily. It's it's not just a Very once good. a time. It's like I need to read this daily because yeah. my life depends on it. Yeah. Okay. My soul depends on it. My, my decisions, my, re- my relationships depend on it. Wow. If I don't read it daily, I am susceptible to finding myself going backwards in my walk with Jesus. And this is why Paul was so adamant about teaching Timothy. He was—he he wanted him to know, hey, and Timothy, I, I want you to make sure you have these keys in your life when it comes to reading your word so you can help the people that you've been entrusted with. And some key things that Paul tells Timothy to do and is is, is we highlight them in, in, in verses 1 through 5 is this, that he wants him to preach the word. Mm-hmm. Timothy, preach the word. And in order for Timothy to preach the word and for us to preach the word, we have to read the word yeah. because we can't teach something we don't know. We cannot play around with the word of God. This is something that is not to be taken lightly because these these words have weight to it. Mm-hmm. So we say, Timothy, preach the word. Be prepared. Are we prepared as Christians if a family member or a friend tells us, hey, what does the Bible say about X, Y, and Z? Are we ready to answer them Three. truthfully? Yep. And I don't want to put pressure on you. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, give me some time. I don't know it right away because at youth, we, we, t- we tell our leaders, hey, if a student comes up to you and tells you something really complicated and very deep and it's like, I want you to say, I don't know, I'll find the answer in the Bible and I'll get back to you. Instead of saying something that isn't truth. Yeah, true. And so Christian, don't don't feel like you have this pressure, but but are you prepared in and out of season to share the word with people? He also tells Timothy, speak the truth when people rather hear lies. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. He's like, Timothy, there's going to be moments in your career, in your ministry career, that there's going to be people that are going to be more keen to, to hear what's the, their itching ears, what they want to hear, whether it's a lie or truth, whatever it may be, you have to stand firm and say, it may not be what you want to hear, but it's the word of God and I'm going to preach it faithfully. So he goes, Timothy, make sure you're always preaching truth. Don't let the voices of society get into your congregation. Make sure you are leading the way with the truth. And then he says, keep telling people the good news. That's the good news. That's in a, in, in a society full of bad news, we need the good news. And that's what we need to be preaching and speaking and living out every single day. But in order for that to happen, we have to read our Bibles. The Bible matters. Mm-hmm. I'll finish with this. The three reasons that the Bible matters, they're, they're not complicated. It's very simple. But I believe if we can understand why the Bible matters in these three formats, it'll change how we look at the Bible. The first one is this. The first reason why the Bible matters is the Bible is the standard for how to live. It's the standard for how to live. Right. If I was to ask you, what is is your standard of living? What do you look at as the standard? Like, okay, this is how I want to be. This is how I want to talk. This is how I want to live. What would your standard be? Would it be Bible-based or would it be culture-based? That I want to live like this celebrity. I want to live like this. And again, when we say this here at church, it's not that these things are bad. They just don't change your life and your soul. Mm -hmm. And so who is your standard? And the Bible is a standard for how we live. For example, I would tell you that the Bible is more than just rules and regulations. It's a book of how do I have a life of meaning? How do I have a life of purpose? How do I have, How do I have a life of belonging? How do I have a life of peace? Because I can look to what the world has, but I won't find meaning, purpose, peace, or joy, or salvation for my soul. But if I read the word and, and, and let it change my, my life and let it be the standard that I live, it'll change who you are. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the standard of how to live, what's going to be the thing to determine that? Like, I'll give you an example. Just speaking about what's happening in society, what's going to be the standard to determine race relations? Is it going to be the politics behind it? Is it going to be the news that we watch? Or is it going to be what the Bible actually says about race relations, which is beautiful, which is life changing, which is what's going to really help people? What about identity? Are we going to look to the culture for identity? Are we going to look to the latest fashion magazine for identity? Are we going to look to what Twitter says about our identity? Or are we going to look at what the Bible says who we are in Christ Jesus? What about our decisions and choices? Because if I make a decision and choice based on my thinking and who I am, I'm gonna lead myself toward a path that's not gonna help me. What about our relationships? And the truth is, what's gonna be our standard? Is it gonna be our feelings? Well, we all know feelings are up and down, they're they're all over the place. Is our feelings gonna be our standard? What about uh, how we think, Mm -hmm. Our, our mentality? we're finite. We don't know everything. And so when it comes to these things that I listed or just things in general, my feelings and how I think are not enough to help me live more like Christ and how to deal with things in society. It's what the word of God says. I love this. Uh, like Tony, Pastor Tony Evans, he's a hero of mine. and He said this about, about what we need to do when, when situations in life, when things in culture, in the world, or even in our own personal life start to rise up and we're confused about what to do. He says this, the first question we should ask with any issues that arise in our life is what has God said on the subject and what does God want us to do with what he has said on the subject. Right. That's literally what you need to filter your right. life through. As simple as that. There's this, okay, you know what? I'm going through uh, I'm going through anxiety right now in my life. What does God say about it? And then what am I supposed to do about it? And I tell you what, the Bible does say things about your mental health. And there is peace found in the word of God. But you have to open it up and see what God has said about it. Yeah. Not Googling, how do I, you know... Fix my migraine. How do I help my like I promise you there is practical things we need to do, but give the word of God a chance. And I believe what we what we see is we have too many voices. Come on. There's too many voices out here. Too many people saying, Hey, you should do this. My opinion is this. I think this. I think this and, and what happens is all these voices start to get louder and louder and louder when our life is not based on what other people think, but it's about what the word of God already says. And so what voices are you listening to? And I believe this, that sometimes the loudest voice in our head, sometimes the loudest voice we need to turn off is the voice of ourself. Yeah. Wow. Because there's many times that we can open up this Bible and we can read something about Jesus and be like, oh, I love I the person of Jesus. And then we look at some quotations that Jesus said, like, oh, I don't like the words of Jesus, though. Wow. It's like, I love Jesus, Jesus. Oh, my God, he healed a blind man. Oh, Jesus really said that about divorce. Whoa, like that's, that's, it's heavy. And sometimes we want to just like Jesus. Can you can you not say that? Can you just heal people? Can you just do this and and let that you know we'll figure that out as we go. It's like no, what God has said it's this it's not changing. There's no revisions happening to this book. There's this is God has already said what he needs to say and and if we don't we have a problem with that. We need to check our hearts because God knows more than we do and God wants the best for our lives. But are we willing to open ourselves up to being led by what the Bible says? There's a story about a, a Navy captain he was sailing and he came upon this big light and he thought it was another ship that was incoming and like literally they were on a collision course and so he started to freak out and he was the I mean this is the Navy captain he was the highest ranking officer in the Navy like this is the boss man and said like, okay I gotta I gotta go to the ship to move so he goes he gets on the big bullhorn and he says to the ship behind the light move 10 degrees south or we're gonna crash and it says the light says uh, I shall not move. You move 10 degrees north so you don't crash. The captain was getting irritated. Was like, okay, who is this guy to tell me? Does he does he not know who I am? I'm the Navy. I'm the highest ranking official. I can't wait to show this person who I am so I can. He must not understand what's going on. So he goes, okay, uh, do you know who I am? I'm the captain of the United States Navy. I say you move 10 degrees south. And if uh, you don't move 10, 10 degrees south, we're going to crash. And the voice comes back and it says, uh, no, you move And uh, because if you don't move, then we're in trouble. And again, the Navy captain, irritated, irritated. goes, do you not know? This is your last chance. You are speaking to the captain of the Navy of the United States Navy. And the voice goes, you are speaking to the lighthouse. And here's the thing about our life. The lighthouse isn't moving for nobody. It doesn't matter how much of a captain you think you are. You either move your direction or crash because the lighthouse will not move for your opinions for what you believe for what you think I think a lot of us have to be okay with saying okay you know what I have a hard time believing what the Bible says I have a hard time with this particular scripture but I know God knows more than me and I know God has a something in my life and so you know what I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit to do something in me to be okay with what God is saying and know that it's for my best interest and so here's the thing what is the standard for how you live second thing is this is The Bible is not only the standard of how we live, but the Bible is the story of Jesus. The story of Jesus, that's the most, it's the story of Jesus. Think about it, if we didn't have this book, how can we explain Jesus to people? If we didn't have these scriptures, if we didn't have the story of Jesus, how can we talk about all the amazing things that he did and most, most importantly, how can we talk about the death on the cross and the resurrection that he's now alive in our life? It's the story of Jesus, the most incredible story of all time. And it's the one that we need to hear the most, and it's the one that we need to speak the most to people. If there's one thing we need to share from our Bibles, it's the story of Jesus. Do you know the gospels? Do you have you have you really read the story of Jesus? Or do you just hear Pastor Alex or or me on a Friday? Like, is that your only hearing of the gospel? Because here's the thing: it's not just to bless you, it's to bless others. And if you know the story of Jesus, it's the story that has the most power to change people because it's a story of salvation. Come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most important thing we need to be sharing. And here's the thing, if you don't open up your Bible to read the story of Jesus, then we lose the power to change people's lives. It's the story of Jesus. It's the story of how he died on the cross for our sins, even though we didn't deserve it. It's the story that people need the most during this time. Third and final thing is this, is the Bible not only is our standard of how to live, the Bible is a story of Jesus, but the Bible shares how people can be saved. Within this book, is the formula is is the is the path of to finding salvation for your soul to get a brand new beginning for your life to share with your family members and your friends that don't know Jesus how to step into relationship with Jesus the Bible is the book that you need to know so people around you people that you encounter can experience Jesus just like you once did and so why does the Bible matters because it shows us how to live a life full of purpose shares the story of Jesus, but it also gives us the formula within these pages of how our friends and family, those that don't know Jesus, those that are are going towards a place in eternity that is not where they're supposed to be, shows us how to get them into heaven. And so are you reading your Bible daily? Is it the loudest voice in your life? Is it the one that you need to turn up right now? Because here's the thing, every day is a new day to fall in love with your Bible. And here's the thing, all we have to do is ask God to help us. Holy Spirit, guide us. Holy Spirit, give us a passion and a fervor to get back into your word. I promise you the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will start to work, will start to move. But you gotta open up your, you got to open up your heart. you got to allow Him to motivate you to do it. And so I want to just leave with one last thing. And it's an invitation for those that don't know Jesus. And again, I would feel that this, this, this message was more for people that do believe. But I want you to know that the story of the Bible is for everybody. And maybe you're watching right now, you don't know Jesus. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've never read a Bible to know who Jesus is. That's okay. Let me tell you who he is. He is the son of God. He was perfect. He was in heaven with his father, but he had a mission to save you, to save me, to save humanity from what we call sin. Sin is a horrible thing. And when we're put on this planet, we are born sinners. And sin is the very thing that separates us from a holy God. God, the Father, an, an amazing God, the creator of the universe who loves us, who wants community with us. He wants to be with you, but the, but the thing is that sin separates us. And so that sin is removed from our life. We can't talk to God and really have power. We can't really have a fully relationship with God how we're supposed to. And so Jesus, he saw us and he saw that our path in sin was leading us to death. And he says, you know what? I'm going to lay it all down. I'm going to lay my life down. I'm going to leave heaven and step into earth. And live as a human, live as a man who feels pain, who feels sorrow, who feels joy, who feels emotions. I'm going to die for the people that I love. And so Jesus was born a baby, grew up to be a man, and his time had come where he was arrested. Even though he was perfect, he was flawless. He was never guilty of anything. He gave his life up so you and I could find life in him. So Jesus, he was arrested, he was beaten, he was torn apart, he was made fun of, he was mocked. And he was hung on a cross for you and for me. This is what the Bible tells us. I promise you, this this book will change you. The story of Jesus, he he was hung up on a cross and he he died on that cross and he was dead for three days. The Bible tells us on the third day he rose from the grave and he's alive today and here's the beautiful thing. How do we get to know Jesus? How do we step into a relationship with Jesus? So he did all the hard work. Now all we have to do is believe in his resurrection, surrender our hearts to him and the Bible tells us we will be saved. If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, He's the Lord of our life, He now rules our life, we will be saved. And so today, if that's you, I want I want to give you an opportunity. It's easy, I promise you, there's no there's no fine print, there's no gimmick. It is literally as easy as believing in Jesus, just surrendering your heart to him. And I promise you, the Bible says that you will be saved. You will have a place in heaven and you will be worshiping Jesus for all eternity. But not only that, here on earth, you will have a life of meaning, purpose, and of joy. In in the midst of chaos. So, if you want to accept Jesus here today, if you want to make the greatest decision of your entire life, here's here's all you got to do it's a repeat after me prayer. And it's not a prayer that saves you, it's just you acknowledging and surrendering your life to Jesus. And it goes like this, and we're all going to say it in this room. It goes like this Lord Jesus, I open my heart. I invite you inside to be my friend, to be my Savior, to be my God. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. From this day forward, I want to follow you all the days of my life. Jesus, I thank you, and I love you. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. amen. Congratulations for those of you who said that prayer. I really believe it's the greatest decision of your entire life, and I believe your life is going to change. Your life already changed from the moment you prayed that. And now Jesus is living inside of you. The Holy Spirit is with you, and your life now is made new. So go enjoy your second chance. God is with you, God is for you. And here's a beautiful thing. As we speak about the Bible, as we speak about, here's what we wanna do. As a church, we know that stepping into this new relationship with Jesus, being a Christian now, can be a very intimidating thing. And so as a church, we wanna come alongside you and help you on your new journey. And one of the main things we wanna do is make sure that you have your very own Bible, the Word of God, that you can now read and listen to and have it in your life. And so here's what I want you to do. If you said that prayer, and even if you didn't say that prayer, but you, you made the decision, you, you, you know deep down inside you made that decision, you accepted Jesus. Here we want you text DECIDED to the number on the screen below. And I promise you, it's going to take you less than a minute to do this. And what we're going to do is we're going to reach out to you, get your information, and send a free Bible, but also get connected with you so we can get you plugged into a connect group, get some community around you, and make sure you feel like you belong to a church family. And so i probably going to take less than a minute. Why don't you just do it right now as I'm talking. Text that number and we're going to send the Bible your way. But church, I hope that this series has blessed you, and if you've missed any of the parts, make sure you go back on our YouTube, check them out, but God bless you, make sure you read your Bibles daily, it's going to be amazing, we love you guys, and then we're going to finish with a bang, and so don't forget, stay stay on the YouTube, we got one more song, and so make sure you stay in tune to listen to our worship team, bless us as we go and celebrate everything Jesus has done for us, we love you guys, enjoy some worship.